Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend some time focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Rachel, employability and careers consultant with the University of Exeter. You can catch up on all of our episodes by doing all of those subscribing and following things. We're on Spotify and iTunes. So, Pans, why did you decide to pursue a career in the UK as opposed to Cyprus? So Cyprus, where I'm from, is a very small country. Like the population of the entire country is, I think, less than the population of just London. So that, wow. kind, of, that kind of gives you an idea of the sort of scale of work that happens there as opposed to the work that happens here. There's more sort of diverse range of opportunities to be found in the legal sector in the UK as opposed to in Cyprus. And having graduated uni without a sort of knowing what area of law I wanted to go for, I wanted to kind of opt for the path that would give me the most options. Um, So so when I qualified, when I trained at Linklaters, one of the things that really drew me to them was uh, that I could just kind of do whatever seat in each of their practice areas. Uh, I could get a flavor of the different areas of law and I could pick one from there. So financial regulation, which I ended up qualifying in, wasn't even on my radar coming out of uni. It's, it's not something that came up in any of our lectures. And having the possibility to do this kind of sampler uh, to take this kind of sampler approach wouldn't have really been feasible if I if I'd gone back to Cyprus. Yes, it sounds like very much it was kind of the, the opportunity of the types of work and the scale of work that you'd kind of be open to, I guess, in the UK. What was your experience of kind of securing the job like? Was it similar to the others or yes, different? Uh, I, I would very much echo what Daniel was saying to begin with that, you know, I'd, I'd started applying for stuff in first year, but kind of looking back at my applications, I would not have given myself a job. Uh, <laughs> I very much kind of took the whole application process for granted to begin with, kind of not really appreciating the scale of competition that exists Mm. in the UK for these limited positions. So I kind of, just to start with, maybe gave it minimum effort, definitely much less than I should have. And the application process is a process of getting rejections, learning from those failures and iterating on that until you get to a point where you're like, right, I think I like these firms. I'm going to put in the time, put in the effort and just do a really tailored application for these firms using everything I've learned from the applications I've done so far and using the resources available to me from the university. So whether that's career zone, whether that's your tutors, whether that, that's even your friends who are also applying for stuff, just you know, get, getting more opinions, getting more experience and getting to the point where you can put something together. Like actually, I think this is making a strong case for myself as an applicant this is what the firm is looking for. This is how I meet those requirements. Yeah, definitely. And what do you think it was on your application that kind of, you know, got you through? I'm not sure it was any one thing, really. It was just kind of iterating on everything that came before and really being able to draw out 
the things that I, I felt made me a standout candidate, whether that was my experience in other jobs prior to, prior to law, like, you know, working in retail, the, the people skills work gained from that as well, leadership uh, skills from my experience on the student council in my secondary school, just, mm-hmm. you know, take, taking all of your various diverse life experience up to that point and saying, this is what I have learned from that. And this is why I think I would be a good fit for your firm. Yes, it sounds similar to Gabriel, really. It's not exactly. just about law. It's about actually, what else have I done? How can I sort of show that as well as being interested in law, I've also got use my skills in different ways. So there's definitely some similarities there. One more thing quickly to add. Sorry to kind of Yeah, no, of course. Something I would tell my maybe first or second year old self in regards to research, a book that really helped me find information that helped in my application was uh, All You Need to Know About the City and All You Need to Know About Commercial Awareness by Christopher Stokes. Just thinking about visas, I know you secured your training contract before Brexit, but do you know much about how that works for in, in, with Linklaters? If you did need a visa, how does that work there? Do, do you know much about it? I can't say I do in much detail. I know that uh, firms are generally quite supportive of people that they recruit that do need visas. I know we take a lot of uh, non-UK people at Linklaters, That's so I, I'm, I'm positive that we surely must be providing support with the visa process. Yeah, so you don't know. A bit of a curveball question there, I know. A little bit, <laughs> little bit unfair, I know, Pam, but I was just thinking it, it's just good to, it's good to hear, you know, obviously you haven't gone through, but it's good to know that you, there are international students who've secured training contracts there and that support is is available so yeah I also wanted to know what is it like going from being a student in Exeter to being a trainee for a magic circle firm in London what what's that transition like I mean it is quite a transition and I think I think my firm does quite a good job of kind of helping you along with that transition so I went straight from the degree in Exeter to doing my LPC, mm-hmm. uh, which for Linklaters is kind of a custom one that they do with the University of Law that, that incorporates stuff specifically for Linklaters. I'm, I'm sure this must be ca- changing now with the new exam, the SQE, I think they the call SQE, it. SQE, yeah, that's uh, right. But I, but I know that Linklaters is part of a group of firms that is working together to do like a tailored SQE thing. So I'm sure this goes, this will remain to be true for Linklaters and will also be true for other big firms as well, that the SQE, assuming you're doing it through the firm that is going to choose you, is going to be kind of put together in a way that is going to help you move from the sort of student way of thinking to the practice way of thinking. And once you start work as well, I'm sure other firms do this too. Linklaters did basically the first month is just just training on how the firm functions, how to use the firm systems and so on. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it, it is quite a jump just going from the purely academic, you know, I'll research this point of law and I'll put this in an essay question and I'll submit this to dealing with clients, dealing with documents, filing documents uh, and all the other bits and bobs that, <laughs> that come from life and practice. And then it, it's also the firm is aware that, you know, you haven't come from a legal job. You're not a lateral hire. You're, you're a student. You're starting afresh. 
uh, the point of the training contract is that you are learning on the job. It is a bit of a, of a jump to begin with, but you know, as you kind of immerse yourself more into this, you grow more and more used to it. So it, it, it is a climb, but you, you get there and the kind of learning experience doesn't stop once your training contract is done. Like even once you qualify, there's always more to, more to learn in this, in this career. Yeah, it sounds like it's, it is a really steep learning curve. It sounds like that, that's a fact, but it sounds that it's really encouraging. It sounds like they give you a lot of support and they Absolutely. really acknowledge that it and is to, a And to echo what Gabriel was, was saying earlier, the seniors are quite open to being asked questions. I think this is part of the working culture in the UK that it's, it's expected that seniors are going to make time for their juniors because that's how the juniors mm-hmm. learn. Yeah, that's that's really encouraging, isn't it? It really is. And what about kind of any, are there any cultural differences working in London that you've come across? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I'd say the same is true for uh, forever there. Um, the culture in Cyprus is quite laid back, mm. which can be very different to sort of more hectic, frantic, city, big city life <laughs> here in the UK. So I, I'd done an internship one summer with, uh, with a law firm in Cyprus and noon-ish every day, everyone kind of head home, have lunch with their family, grab a coffee and then come oh. back to the office. That would be very strange in, in London indeed. You know, people are good with like, you know, letting people have that work-life balance, spend time with their family. Like, you know, you can, you can leave early to go have dinner with your family and then log on from home kind of thing. That's kind nice. of, you know, stopping midday to take that break. And then logging back in the afternoon it would be <laughs> would would yeah. not be normal here. So how long would you go for in Cyprus? Would you go for an hour or longer? Yeah, than that? yeah. People would go for like an hour or two. Yeah, goodness me, I'd probably fall asleep at my desk when I came. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if that was the case everywhere. If it was just that one firm in Cyprus, but generally speaking, it's a much more laid back country. Yeah. Definitely, I can imagine. But also, it's not just within our within the UK as well. I mean, Devon is known to be quite laid back. I mean, I don't sort of experience that myself. I think if you're working, <laughs> you're work. You know, yes, we live in a beautiful place, but you've still got commitments. But I guess London, London life is very different to when you were in Exeter as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's you know, it's not just going from being a student to being a working professional. It's also moving from quite a small city to a big city. And in, fa- in fact, I would say Exeter, had it not been for like the uni and the cathedral and stuff, would be more a town than a city. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it's quite easy to be more sociable, I think, in places like Exeter. You know, you're, you're, on, you're on a night out with your friends, you bump into a new group, you make friends the next day, going into Tesco, you'll see them again. Yeah. You know, what, what are the odds of that happening in London? Yeah. And every, everyone in Exeter also, you know, will live closer together than they would in London. It's, it's far greater distances. So, you know, while in theory, you and your friends might all be in London, one might be on the westernmost end of the city and one might be on the easternmost end of the city. And it's going to be a whole logistical nightmare to kind of arrange spending time with them. So yeah. which, which makes finding that work-life balance that much more, <laughs> more effort for you to, to do. It's more of a challenge, isn't it? I would imagine compared to somewhere like Exeter, like you say, which is much smaller and it's, 
you know, easy to bump into people. Whereas London is known, isn't it, for I know you don't get the tube in the morning, but a lot of time in the morning, people don't make eye contact, do they, and say hello and that kind of thing. So I know that that London is known for that. It absolutely can be done finding that right balance. You know, hundreds of thousands of people in London do it every day, but it is certainly a factor to consider going into it. I can imagine. Yeah, it's it's something to be aware of, isn't it? That it is going to be quite different. This was the Career Zone podcast brought to you by the University of Exeter Career Zone. Check out iTunes and Spotify to keep up with all of our regular releases. And if you'd like us to cover something else in another episode, just send us a message, hashtag CareerZonePodcast at UOE Careers on Twitter or at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone on Instagram, and we'll follow up in one of the next episodes.